Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the Donia, the three Muslims. We are joined here with myself, Fayed, Anha, Rami, who's currently praying also a little late, but he will join us in a few minutes. And Brother Gabriel, assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi So today is episode six of the notorious, infamous, infamous, I was going to say in, intimacy, infamous intimacy series, episode six. So today we are talking about marriage night. We already talked about before nikah, during nikah, preparing for it. Let's go into it. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Yes, alhamdulillah. Episode six, right? Mashallah. I mean, looking at the comments in the section of our podcast, I think people are really, really benefiting so I think we discussed that we're going to try to get a bit more specific just because people are asking some details and discussions, right? So talking about marriage night, um, let's go back a little bit. We talked about vetting and how to choose a spouse. What are the red flags in episode five? We talked about how our community is not really ready uh, to give education to young men and women to know how to approach this subject, which is a very critical subject that scholars have discussed before. Uh, there is this dilemma in the Muslim community where discussing intimacy is a big taboo, but it is one of the greatest problems of our community. And as a counselor now for you know quite a long time, mashallah, uh, I, I could say that that is one of the greatest problems in marriage, intimacy. Why? Well, because it's part of the fitra. It's part of your natural disposition. It is one of the main objectives of marriage. And I think in the 21st century, it's just that intimacy has been smeared or dirtied by the you know, Western approach, porn, media, uh, pop culture, rap, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, kind of like that culture where women are always sexualized and it's become very cheap. So a lot of times when the Muslim community thinks of intimacy, they interpret it in the light of that. So hence, they're like, oh, it's something that is like, yeah, they want it. It's a desire, but it's like there's this contradiction, an ethical contradiction in dealing with this. Like, it's like you cannot have intimacy unless you're like dirty or something, you know, something like that. Or if even if you're, you're dirty, it's something wrong. Or I don't know, so, I don't know why Anho is smiling, bro. <laughs> but I just wanted to give a quick shout out. Salam alaikum to the king of intimacy who is back from Salah. Mashallah. <laughs> King of intimacy. So, so I think that's that's a problem that that we're faced with is intimacy is all around us. It's been made very dirty. And the Muslims are like, well, should I engage in that? Is that something I can talk about? Is it going to affect my Islam? Am I not a good person if I have desires? So some people try to suppress their desires which is not something that the Prophet did as long as the halal was there or the permissible. So within the permissible, there was no suppression of desires except for uh, in Ramadan, obviously when you're fasting, as well as maybe if he was making a tikaf in the last 10 days of Ramadan. Other than that, there was no 
suppression of desire within the Prophet. Actually, it's reported the Prophet would uh, be very intimate and he would visit sometimes all his wives in one night. Can you imagine that strength? Mashallah. Mashallah. And, uh, so I know a lot of Muslims be like, oh my God, you know, like, are you, re- are you for real? Like, yeah, man. I mean, this is, this is what the Prophet uh, would be in the hadith and the narrations are available. And many of the scholars have written about this. And that's my dilemma. It's like, why the previous generations that were supposed to be more conservative than us in deen and faith uh, and culture have addressed these issues. Yet today in the 21st century, it's either you go the Western way and like remove Islam from it, or either you go the Muslim way and have like zero or almost no intimacy or consider intimacy a burden or something that's gonna take you away from Allah. And I discussed this in a video recently that I released called about being intimate during uh, in the nights of Ramadan or during in Ramadan, right? Because a lot of people are not intimate in Ramadan. Like they think that it's going to take away from their worship. We just finished Ramadan. They think it's going to take away from their worship and their connection to Allah. And I'm like, but the Prophet didn't do that. And the Surah Al-Baqarah discusses this issue that the Sahaba, some Sahaba couldn't do it. Like they just basically would, would, during, you know, would break it because it was not allowed to do that at night first. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eased the ruling and allowed them to have it during the night. So these things were discussed. So again, my dilemma that I'm trying to solve, and I think we are trying to solve here with the Three Muslim, uh, Three Muslims podcast, is to educate our community on intimacy within Islam. You know, and, and that Islam talks about this and educates about this. Why? What's the objective of education? Knowledge is saves you from making mistakes. If you know something, you will do it correctly. If you don't know, then you will make mistakes. And mistakes have repercussions. So that is why we are trying to do this. So now we need communities to watch this podcast, to research, to start coming up with educational sessions, premarital counseling, and so on. Because we are having a lot of problems after marriage. And, you know, damage control is, is more expensive and it takes more resources than preemptive measures. So we need to educate. Divorce rates in the community now are over 50% from what I've seen, some statistics. So it is a huge problem. All right. So let's say you do get your theory and you get some knowledge of intimacy you watch our you know the three muslims podcast and you get you know to episode six and you finish episode six and then you know you're getting married next week right (laughs) so at least you're gonna have some knowledge of what to do and what not to do if you don't watch these episodes in these years well what are the problems or the mistakes that you're gonna make all right so what happens for those who are not knowledgeable some of the common problems and mistakes of the marriage night and as you know it is a sunnah of the prophet to consummate the marriage um to consummate the marriage on the marriage night on the day of the nikah once you've done nikah that night is basically a sunnah to consummate and the next day is a sunnah to have a walima a walima is just like a small feast or or a table spread and the prophet in some instances i think when he married uh safia radiallahu anha 
that he just had some dates and some honey and some, you know, small things that he made the walima with next day after consummating the marriage. What's the point of consummating a marriage? See, intimacy is, it brings two people together. It's the greatest physical, spiritual, emotional connection. It is what brings you, a marriage means two people now are becoming into one family. I mean, connecting on all levels, including the physical connection, right? You're literally connected. And that is symbolical, whatever you want to take it, but it's so important because it's like the first expression of love that you can have. And if you have built some psychological blocks around this, then of course, you're not going to be able to connect. Hence, it's going to take you some time to basically, uh, you know, have this unity amongst you and to have a healthy relationship. That's why a lot of brothers and sisters don't consummate the marriage because of the blocks, the mental psychological blocks that they've built around intimacy uh, to basically delay the consummation and, or make mistakes on the consummation night and then cause problems for the rest of the relationship or going forward. So knowledge is, is very, very important. Preemptive education, teaching them what does it mean? What is sex? What is intimacy? What will happen? And the people don't even know their biology. How do you want? It's like, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, I remember one, one brother, he, he called me like he just, you know, he just, uh, he got married and he called me the next, uh, it was actually like a few weeks after his marriage. And he said, how do I know that I've actually penetrated? And I was like, uh, okay. So I had to explain the, to be a big graphic on explaining the, the biology of it. But the brother didn't know if he had actually done intercourse or not, if he's penetrated or not. So that's, that's to the amount that it goes, right? The, the, the people are, they don't know sometimes or... Sometimes they know too much because they've watched, you know, pornography and all that. And um, there can be a lot of trauma that's caused because of that. So let's go back. So you have your wedding. Mashallah, everyone comes. They wish you, you know, happy life. Bring you the gifts. Everyone's excited, right? The girl's probably terrified because she's very, you know, uh, very like shy or whatever, especially if it's a virgin woman. If it's not a virgin woman, and people need to understand, sometimes when it's talked about marriage, they only focus on virginity. They don't understand that marriage happens sometimes for some people two, three, four times in a lifetime. And if a woman is not a virgin anymore, then it's a whole different dynamics, a whole different thing. But in general, if it's a virgin, obviously she's going to be quite... Uh, quite shy, maybe quite depending again, what culture and who she is, that also changes. It's not black and white like that, but in general, she's going to be nervous and maybe the guy is going to be very nervous. So there's, yeah, there's a variety of different situations that can happen here, <clears throat> but let's say we talk about inexperienced, clear, clean brother and sister getting together who've never really been exposed to pornography or know very little about intimacy. 
and then they basically get together. They haven't been taught anything. They've just heard things and now, you know, they finish the marriage. The family kind of walks them to their hotel room, right? It's like a practice that happens in Muslim uh, communities, right? They get uh, to the hotel room, you know, everyone's screaming loud, whatever you find this amongst different cultures and, uh, you know, and then basically door is closed <laughs> and uh, they're left alone, right? So now they're looking at each other and they're like, so what should we do? <laughs> you know, so the guy most likely will pull a move on. Okay. And he'll try to do something. And I don't know, uh, he might make a mistake. It might scare the girl off. And for the remainder of the night, they're going to, one's going to sleep on the couch and the other one's going to sleep on, you know, in the bed. Right. And that happens. Wait, did um, we, oh, while I left, cause I had to go, I had to go clean something up. Um, <laughs> did we give the disclaimer already that we're going to go in with the terms? Not yet. Uh, okay, no, let's give a disclaimer. Now. All right, so if there's any kids watching, um, inshallah, if you want to, you know, ask some parental uh, consent, if you want to stay for this. If not, bro, just I would not be here. But if you're, if you're trying to learn how the, the way the world works and you want to really, you know, get woke, then by all means, bismillah. Okay, good disclaimer. All right, so... Yeah, so sometimes these guys will sleep the night, uh, one on the couch, one on the bed, right? So they have they will not be touching each other. And it's going to take, to some people, it took even, subhanAllah, some of my clients, they said years to actually have intimacy. Years. I, uh, there was one of my friends who had a client. I think it was eight years they were not intimate since they were married. Eight. This one was, this one shocked me. And I think those other problems in there are linked to that. But eight years to not be touched. And I think my first question was to my colleague was, why did you like to ask them, like, why did you wait so long, you know, to get help, right? So shyness, anxiousness, all these things can play a part. And subhanAllah, if we look at, so this is the problem. Let's look at the correct way. The sunnah of the Prophet was that, as some of the scholars said that, for example, uh, you would pray with your wife, right? So you kind of break the, you know, you break the uh, the ice, you know, so you pray together, right? Some nawafil, two rakas. And one of the sheikhs said, uh, you know, he said he got married and he said, I started praying, right? And, uh, you know, he was next to his wife and he said, I started reciting Surah Baqarah. <laughs> you know, 286 verses, right? And he said, I saw my wife getting nervous, you know, and I just, he said, I was just playing with her. I just wanted to go more and more, recite more. And I just saw her getting more and more nervous, you know, and then I, you know, and then I ended it, right? And I looked at her, I was like, I was just playing with you, right? <laughs> and they were both laughing, right? But that was like a way to like break the ice, you know? Um, and one of the sunnahs, the Prophet is also to like give something sweet to your wife, like from your hand, right? Like something like sweet, something nice, you know, just feed her something, just talk and just like kind of flirt, you know? And that's what a lot of men don't understand. You are the kawam. You are the one who's going to make the first move. Now, there might be, as I said, a woman who's more outgoing, maybe from a different culture. Like I remember one of the brothers married a Brazilian sister, you know, and he wanted to divorce her. And this is one of the, you know, <laughs> part of the, uh, the counseling uh, that was going by someone else. But and we asked him, like, why do you want to divorce her? And he's like, she's just like too you know, I'll go, you know, and he's like, I feel like, my God, you know, this is not correct, you know, so, you know, one of the, I know, and one of the brothers, after he left, he says, like, it's okay if he divorces, like, I'll just, 
finder and you know like that's my dream you know <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like come on man like brazilian outgoing like that and he just wanted the brother you know it's like we asked him like is there something wrong is she not covering properly is she like being bad outside he's like no 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 but she said when it comes to intimacy she's just like you know out there like she starts things you know and I'll, and the brother was like okay no problem it's like <laughs> you know it's okay. Like, just uh, let me know and I'll take care of it. Right. It's funny, but that's the reality. And I was like, bro, like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, that's a dream for a lot of men, you know, like just, you know, you know what I was going to ask, bro, not going to lie. Like, that's how most men are today with women. Once, you know, the nikah is done, they don't know anything about, you know, like you said about foreplay and all that. They just go, they just want to go right in. And, you know, that's not really how reality works. For men, it's very easy because our, our signals to, you know, arouse us, our arousal, you know, what's what I'm looking for? Triggers are different than women, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, we get very visual. Far, hashtag foreplay starts in her mind. That's right. That's right. Uh, a woman's orgasm starts in the mind. A man's orgasm starts in his eyes. Right. That's where it starts. What he sees is, is, you know, he's triggered. He starts getting, you know, turned on. So he needs to pace himself. He's Kawam. He is the one who basically makes the first moves and he needs to take it easy. So the Prophet, وسلم, he advised the Sahaba. He said, send messengers. So the Sahaba sometimes would not understand what the Prophet says. So they would ask, you know, Ya Rasulullah, what does messengers mean? He said, words and kisses. So some of the scholars have explained this. They said, don't jump onto your wife. Don't rush. Okay. Because she's different. Uh, before I got married, the first you know, time my, my sheikh said, he said a, a great analogy. He said, guys are like, uh, like microwaves, you know, ding, 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 ding. Right. You get turned on fast, you know, heated up fast. He said, women are like ovens. You know, you got to put it 240, 250 and they go tick, tick, tick. You know how the sound makes of the oven. Right. And then it Ooh. has to cook. You know, it has to cook, mm-hmm. right? It takes time for the the heat to be at the right level. You know what I mean? I like I like I like that too because like when you get a microwave going, that's it. It's done after. But like a oven, once you get that heated up, it could it could stay warm for a while, bro. It, it, it can stay warm for. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Anho, is that a a prayer mat behind you? Yeah, it's beautiful, right? Mashallah, bro. Nice. It was a gift. Beautiful. It's a gift. Nice. Rami, bro, you've been awfully so, uh, uninvolved and a lot of haya, or, or should I say fake haya. Fake haya from the, uh, what did you call me? The king of intimacy? <laughs> the king, king of intimacy, bro. <laughs> the, the beard looks good, by the way, mashallah, bro. It's really good, bro. May Allah bless you, Habibi. I'm yeah, just, um, just listening in, mashallah. I think... Uh, you know, everything the brother's saying is, is highly important, mashallah. And I feel like it would be uh, injustice for me to uh, to jump in. I feel like, you know, mashallah, he's on a roll. Yeah. And I should just let him, you know, give yeah. the counseling lesson, mashallah. Yeah. I have a question. Sure. I have a question. Uh, it's probably going to sound real dumb, but consummating, that's to have sex, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, consummating is to have sex, intercourse, uh, basically penetration. And subhanAllah, the scholars have discussed even the details of how that happens. You know what I mean? Um, again, contrary to popular opinion, these things are discussed in Islam. Yeah, so going back to foreplay, 
you know, the Prophet said uh, kisses and words. So kisses, obviously, this is something that I think it's, 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 subhanAllah, I don't know. Um, I think kissing is very important. Just that connection of, you know, the lips and, uh, you know, just that, that touching is something that really, really uh, turns on both sides. And I think um, it's been distorted. And I think these days people stay away from each other again due to maybe the way sex is portrayed in popular media. It's just about like, you know, intercourse and it's not, there's not so much emotions. I think kissing involves a lot of emotions and passion. And right, there's, you know, growing up, right, there was always like the question, are you a good kisser? Because kissing was so important like 15, 20 years ago. Right? And right now it's like all about just like, sorry, you know, banging, right? It's like, tak, 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 and there's no emotions, there's no passion. And I think that's just not, doesn't work. Maybe some people like that and we'll talk about that, you know, a bit more hardcore and whatnot. And it was a question that was asked recently on Fifty Shades of, of Grey, right? On the issue of bondage and, you know, hardcore, right? And we can talk about that as well. But I think that what's, what's missing out of foreplay is emotion and passion, that really brings in the heat because see the way the body works the way hormones work the way your subhanallah the way allah created us to react to intimacy is just amazing it's like you know it's like something that gets prepared and reaches a certain like this is when you are ready you're warm you know like when you're about to do exercise if you don't stretch or warm up you can get injured I mean, it's kind of like the same concept in intimacy. If you don't really warm up, it's not going to be uh, the best. And subhanAllah, the body reacts to that. So, for example, for a man, the uh, sign, and of course, it's much faster than the woman to be ready for intimacy is that he is erect. All right. For a woman, the sign that she's ready for intimacy is that she is moist or wet. All right. This is subhanAllah, just natural response of the body all right the man is stimulated visually as well as touching but the woman is stimulated by kissing touching a lot more uh, things and as the process said words okay words and what are words is literally like i mean i think the west calls it like you know dirty talk but you know we need to you know be careful with that right but it's like talking right so the woman likes to hear you describing her as beautiful attractive even to describe a woman's body parts to her it really turns her on because a woman likes to feel beautiful that's one of the things that stops women from being properly intimate and enjoying <laughs> intimacy <laughs> you know what i'm laughing you know I'm laughing. I just I just can't stop. Look, every time I look at Rami, bro, this guy just looks like he's just gonna lose it, bro. So I lost it first. <laughs> I've been laughing since moist, man. Okay, Gabriel probably doesn't know where that's from, do you? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Oh, so we I think we, we filmed an episode. I on video once, and I used the term moist, and uh, it was just really funny in the context. Subhanallah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> what you, it is. It's called. Does it's Gabriel called, know that video? Or no. No, I don't think so. Okay. So right. So, one so time I mean, we were using a uh -huh. very modest words to describe how to get a woman prepared, right? Yeah. And this man could have said anything, bro. He could have said, you know, wet. He could have said ready, warmed up, you know, receptive. Everything. And this guy just went in with moist. 
Mashallah. <laughs> well, yeah, great minds think alike. Yeah, I mean, I use the same. There we word. go. Mashallah. That's why he's the king of intimacy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this far, hashtag Rami is the king of intimacy. Right. Hashtag, hashtag 50 shades of halal. 50 shades of halal. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it is called moisture or, you know, um, there's other lubric, yeah, lub- lubricated. And that's, yeah, so that's, that's the reality, subhanAllah. So once that happens, then I guess you're, and subhanAllah, that's one of the reasons why I was reading yesterday through some... Uh, complaints where women were complaining and it is i mean again I'm, I'm not shy about it because it is something that reaches the scholars and reaches the counselors but do women do complain that they're not able to orgasm uh pretty, uh, very well i don't know uh 21st century is a problem when it comes to intimacy of women complaining about the inability to reach orgasm and one of the reason is i, b- I believe is is the the methodology of of going towards intimacy is because there's no buildup. So in an orgasm, you have to reach a threshold. And if there's no buildup, and the buildup is exactly what the Prophet said, is, is the words and the kisses, is the foreplay, right? So if you kiss a woman, you kiss her neck, you kiss her body, you kiss, you know, different uh, parts. And the woman has a lot of um, erotic parts on her body that really stimulate her. And again, if people don't understand that, um, they're not going to be able to use that. And it's just going to be like, okay, it's like two ice cubes, you know, put, get, being put together, you know, it's, that's nothing's going to work. It's just going to be more cold, but uh, you have to reach through foreplay that threshold. And that's where you basically close to orgasm. And that's where you're ready for intercourse. Actually, by right, if the foreplay is correct, a woman only needs about three to five minutes to climax, to orgasm. But if not, if the man just rushes, then there's reports that they need 12 to 18 minutes, sometimes more. A man can climax just from, uh, just from intercourse within five minutes, sometimes three minutes, and some man thirty seconds. Like, a man can some man thirty seconds. Yes. Even off, bro. Yes, yeah. and that is yeah. what's called what's called uh, what's called uh, premature ejaculation. Oh. All right. So this is, again, the biologically, we're just different. I wouldn't say women are more superior when it comes to intimacy, but I think they're just more complex and they have an advantage biologically. Number one, the points of, of turn on are much more for a woman. And uh, number two, they can go longer and they have a, 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 a threshold that they oscillate within so they can be multi-orgasmic. So they do if the man pays attention that they can enjoy sex a lot more. And I do always say in my lectures that once intimacy is really good, I believe the marriage is really good. The respect of the woman towards the man is much, much better. Mm-hmm. To sum it up, a lot of the marriage problems is because the man cannot please the woman. And when I deal with clients where the man can please the woman, where is there's a lot different respect, the way she looks at him. SubhanAllah, just when you put two of them together, just the way she reacts to him, the way she looks at him, the way she respects him or talks to him, I can say, hey, man, you know, I think this guy, know, he knows what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I know it's not all about that. I'm not saying that, but we're, today we're talking about this topic because I know some people get very sensitive, like, you guys, all oh, that's all you talk about. Oh, my God, this is so shameful. And I'm like, no, because I'm giving you the evidence. I think you need to get out of your corner, out of your hole, and just come up, step into the light because these are the things that are important. And 
can be talked about and educated about, right? So let's not be holier than the Prophet وسلم, syndrome. You know what I mean? Some people think they're just better than the Prophet and Sahaba, and it, it causes problems. But yeah, going back to the to the to the to the foreplay. So kissing, touching, um, all these are are foreplay and they're good, they're go. So what's what's permissible? Uh, anything is permissible. Uh, in this matter. So kissing, as we said, words, so talking to the woman, uh, whispering into her ear, saying she's beautiful, taking it easy, don't pushing, especially if she's a virgin, if it's your first time. There's, You have to understand, this woman has never seen you naked and you've never seen her naked. Uh, you haven't been close to each other. There's still an issue of getting to know each other, right? How do you know, how do you feel when a stranger comes and sits next to you that you've never really had full interaction with? It's kind of like, bro, give me some distance, right? It's, it's just natural. You need to have some time to ease in. Now, you've already discussed and got married, so you know, mentally, you know, okay, this is my husband, this is my wife. But still, from a physiological, psychological point of view, you're still not yet there. And that's the point of intimacy, to break that barrier and to basically unite the two. So you have to take it easy. You have to understand the woman. You have to do the work. You have to get her into that, you know, the heat, the correct temperature uh, through the kisses, through the stimulation, genital stimulation, okay, fingering, this, all these things are important. Talking, that's why the process said words. Words can be, okay, you talk to her, but it's also that you communicate, such as, does this feel good? Do you like this? You know, talking different things, uh, maybe, you know, to stimulate, Um you know, you're beautiful, you're this, wow, look at that, you know, touch me here, let's do that, talking, kissing, all these things, and relaxing is very important, you're like, are you feeling good now, okay, uh, you know. Uh, did, you, did you come? Uh, that... <laughs> I, I have a quick question, uh, just to yeah. I know Angel is definitely wondering this too, when you say nothing's off the table, that includes dirty talk or what? Yeah, dirty talk is okay. Uh, some scholars have said you have to be careful with what you say. Mm, others have said, okay, as long as it's not like something really, you know, bad and whatnot, you know. But What is bad? I like, think I'm talking like degrading dirty talk because women like that. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to give the uh, uh, here. I think just let's Can give it fatwas. Yeah, no yeah. fatwas. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to talk from a psychological perspective here, okay? Let's, let's uh, just talk about it. Yes, some women, depends. You have to understand. It depends where you're coming from. If it's a sister coming from the villages of Pakistan or <laughs> Bangladesh. No, no, I'm, sorry, I'm going to be very... But the, and I'm telling you, this is not a, uh, uh, this is not a stereotype. I, I deal with these things, right? So the woman will complain that my husband called me a B, you know? And I was like, what the heck, you know, did you just say? And that just breaks off the whole night, you know? Because in her mind, her cult, you've insulted me right now. So the guy grew up in UK. He's a, let's say, a Bangladeshi brother who grew up on the streets of London, okay? And maybe dated and whatnot and different culture. And he marries, and a lot of times it happens, you know, the mother, you know, Beta, my son, like I have this sister, you know, she's in, you know, the villages outskirts of Dhaka and, you know, we're bringing her here to London, right? Okay, mom, she's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And they're put into the marriage at night, you know, and he says, my B, you know, okay. 
or my s or something right uses a a, a word right and she says what you say you know like i'm gonna tell your mom you know or something like that and she gets turned off Bro. and that's it it's not working okay Bro, however <laughs> however there are some sisters some women and this is again from a psychological perspective and based on a lot of sample population clients where the woman would be like uh excuse me like you need to use some words here because i'm not feeling it you know and she will say call me this and call me that uh okay is that good this that i mean she's been exposed to a different culture a different thing yes in some women there is this fetish to be called a certain name or to, to be talked to a bit more dirty and that really gets them going and I want people to not judge here. I want them to just understand where they're coming from. They've been conditioned in a culture, exposed to a certain thing, and it's changed them. And subhanAllah, a lot of women cannot climax unless you use such words, okay? Unless you become a bit, you know, vulgar or dirty. And I'm not saying, I'm not giving fatwa. I'm not saying it's permissible or not. I'm just trying to explain, okay, what and why. Okay, please don't come out now taking things out of context on this video that, you know, uh, Brother Jibril and the three Muslims are, you know, saying that this is, you know, uh, halal or this is what we should do. I'm just explaining to what can happen and what happens. All right. So, yes, some words are going to be used and some behavior as well. As I said, some people are asking about what about rough intercourse or rough, you know, uh, intimacy. And we're going to talk about that because there was a problem you have to understand how the mind works like i was reading an article about fantasies okay so many women report having rape fantasies okay when it comes to intimacy okay about 62 percent of the women they were interviewed reported having rape fantasies why rape is a bad thing isn't it like, who wants to be raped? And it's such a huge thing in our society. There's protests and the feminists are always talking about it. Men are always blamed for it. Yet women are reporting that. I've talked about this in a video called The Psychology Behind Sin. There's something stimulating for Benny Adam, the sons and daughters of Adam, when things are not permissible. As I think it's linked to the hadith of Rasulullah where Jibreel or Angel Gabriel, he saw Jahannam or hell. And he said that it's surrounded by desires. And he said everyone will be pulled towards it. Desires are linked to impermissible things a lot of times. Not always, but a lot of times. So I think people get stimulated. It becomes harder when things are like a bit dirty or bad. And subhanAllah, a lot of newlywed report to me that before they got married, it was all hot. You know, they're maybe doing like not correct, haram. They're talking, flirting, and it was so like exciting. Or even some who had zina and had impermissible relationship. They said, man, intimacy was so good. As soon as we got married, it's like, it's down. You know, it's not so good anymore and whatnot. SubhanAllah. And I believe it's, it's, it's due to that. You know, it's like people get more excited when there's something more stimulating. So can we say necessarily, okay, we can cut off everything and you cannot talk a bit dirty or a bit stimulating to your wife if you can keep it within the boundaries, I think this is 
we're going to leave it to the people themselves to decide, but they have to have some boundaries and you have to be careful because sometimes you, you keep going, 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 you're never going to be satisfied and you're just going to go down a slippery slope, right? But is very intimacy, uh, sorry, foreplay is critical for intimacy. And if on the marriage night, you don't do that, you don't ease into it, you don't feel, make your wife feel comfortable, and you rush things. A few things can happen. Number one, trauma. Because if you push onto her, you can traumatize her. Or you can be traumatized. If you rush yourself, you can have uh, a lot of men have um, premature ejaculation. As you said, bro, uh, Fayad, you know, before even the pants are off, the guy has already uh, ejaculated. And literally, the woman says, You're done. That's it. You know, and it, it does become traumatic because the guy, he feels ashamed. So, for example, one of my clients, the, the woman the next day went to her, to his mom and says, you know, your, your, your son didn't do anything last night. And it became a huge family problem. The guy was so ashamed, you know, it's like so disrespectful. Uh, in other cases, the guy, you know, doesn't want to talk about it, turns around, goes to sleep. Another case I had last week was literally like, you know, the, they're in bed and the guy just fell asleep. He didn't do anything. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's embarrassing because why? People don't know how to, or they don't understand, or they think it's wrong, or they just don't have any guidance. People don't really talk about this issue. So it's trauma for the guy. He is going to be embarrassed. He's going to have premature. He's not going to be able to enjoy. He doesn't feel like a man. And subhanAllah, if the night of marriage is not guided and, sorry, but like ruled and dominated by the man, forget about it, man. The wife will not respect you in general. And even I could say that's like a precursor for who's going to wear the pants in the family. Because if the woman knows you're weak in that field and she controls it, she's got superiority over it. Of course, she doesn't have to be erect. She's just a receiver. Then you're in for trouble, man. Okay, you're in for trouble. So the guy has to take it easy. How can he traumatize her? Well, if he's been taught and he's been um, educated by pornography, then he might just unleash the beast on her and he will traumatize her if she's not ready. If she's ready, maybe, you know, she's also like had some history. This, we we're talking about real things here, you know, because the Muslims sometimes they think, okay, just theoretical, virgin, virgin, never saw porn, never saw porn, village, village, come together, okay, everything will work out perfectly. It's not like that. All right, it's not like that. So he can traumatize her. He can do things to her that he thinks is the right way to do it because he saw it in a video or something like that. And subhanAllah, even some of my clients, they reported that sometimes the man asks, look at this, to watch porn with his wife on the marriage night. So one sister wrote, like, I don't know what to do. It's before the marriage that the has not been done. But you're saying like, what should I do? My husband is asking, is already preparing that we're going to watch porn together while we're having intimacy. And I was like, subhanAllah, what kind of thinking is that? You know, and like, where's your, your ghir? Like, you're going to expose your wife to see another man doing another woman. What is this? You know, but this is the kind of mentality that people bring into the marriage night. And it causes trauma. When trauma happens and it's associated with that beautiful uh, you know, that beautiful night, the beautiful act of being intimate, of making love, then, of course, 
throughout your life, there's going to be problems because something that was supposed to be beautiful becomes ugly. Something that's supposed to unite and bond your marriage becomes something disgusting. The woman starts, men start saying, oh, I don't know. My wife doesn't want to sleep with me. That when you talk to the woman, yeah, but you know, five years ago when we got married, he you know, did this to me and did that to me. And since then I lost respect. I can't even look at him, blah, blah, blah. And then it ends up in a mess. So again, for those who ask, why are you guys talking about this? This is why we are talking about this. <clears throat> so yes, um, definitely, definitely um, having intimacy or having uh, the pre-intimacy, the warm-up, the uh, you know the foreplay is extremely important to build. Uh, as I said, stimulation, kissing, touching, being naked. Subhanallah. Some Muslims believe that you cannot look at your wife's naked body. Right. I had a discussion with one brother who said that you have to wear uh, something or you have to turn off the lights or put a sheet in between. And this is more. This is a weak opinion and no nothing the process is to take bath with Aisha radiallahu anha in the same place in the same tub okay there's no such thing of course looking at your wife's I mean imagine subhanallah you're on the street every day and we should lower our gaze but come on let's be honest man you lower your gaze you're gonna see something even just the first look as the process said the first look is forgive forgiven you're gonna see some skin man 21st century I don't know you live in Miami Angie, or where uh, at the moment, Claremont. It's Florida. I feel bad for you, man. You still, you Florida, still, man. You still seen spring break, eh? Listen, <laughs> brother, I was selling Rami and Fire the other day. I went to the mall with my family. Oh, and man. I went into this store. And the, the cashier lady had this white shirt on, no bra. And she had this strap going across where, like, you, you could literally see her, her tits. And I wanted to go and be like, Sis, so you might as well not have worn a shirt. I can see everything. No, no, so imagine, imagine you're exposed to that. Even here in Malaysia, bro, if I want to go out for lunch more just from my office, it's like skin, bro. You know, just skin everywhere. So imagine you're telling a man after coming home from 10, 12 hours or whatever, being exposed to these things. And then the woman or the, you know, it says you cannot look at your wife's uh, body. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Like, that's just ridiculous. That's your escape. That's your halal, right? So these are allowed to look at each other, to play with each other, to touch each other. Uh, stimulation of the genitalia, okay, what's called hand job, fingering, whatever in, in street terms, right? And, of course, it leads us to the topic of oral sex. I don't know how much time we have, but... You I, know, just, I just wanted to slip that. something in real quick. <laughs> no homo. We have, uh, we have seven minutes left before I got to go break my fast. I think this episode, we can just wrap it up with foreplay, right? Foreplay. Next episode can be more on. At, I mean, at this rate, bro, we're never going to actually get to the intimacy. <laughs> just, the next episode, we're going to talk about the orgasm. Nah, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, so we, can, we, we have the orgasm, you know, technique, all that is going to come up. But if there's yeah. any final thoughts for foreplay, we can just get it out there. I know, I know Rami has a lot to say. I have two things. Well, Rami, go ahead. Yeah, Rami, go ahead, bro. You've been you've been awfully silent for a while. Subhanallah. Um, I don't actually have anything to say about foreplay. Right, alhamdulillah. But it is the, uh, the most important thing. Subhanallah. Um, as Brother Gabriel said, mashallah. Um, honestly, 
uh, I don't know if it's if it's laziness from a guy. Uh, if it's not ignorance, it must be laziness. Um, it's not going to work. I want to say trust me, but I mean, I'm not actually the, the king of intimacy, so I can't say that. But um, yeah, foreplay, it, and it's very simple. It's very simple. Like you could just whisper a few words, give her something sweet to eat, touch her a little bit, tell her, tell her to like spin around or something, um, you know, play around a little bit and uh, just make her feel good. Just have a good time and all of that. And uh, what the brother was about to talk about, um, uh, you know, um, oral sex and, um, uh, you know, hand jobs and, and fingering and all of that stuff, using your hands as well. Um, if you can get a woman uh, really heavily stimulated um, or even orgasming before you've even started the actual intimacy, then you're golden. You're good. Uh, okay. So that's that's my uh, two cents. Fellas, we don't call him the king of intimacy for no reason. Come on now. <laughs> I just wanted to say something real quick before Anhel goes in. Um, think about it anatomically. Like we are literally like if you if you think about the penis versus the vagina, it literally propagates forward. Like yes. the way we were designed is to lead. But with that being said, yes. the girl is kind of like a flower. Like it needs to like blossom. You can't go in if it's not ready for you. You get what I mean? There's it's not it's not receptive. So to make it easy, you have to have foreplay. I would even say foreplay is more important for the female orgasm than actual intimacy. Okay. That's a very good point. Go for it, bro. I know yeah, I, uh, I want to add two things from my Jahiliya days. All right. Number one is, uh, first off, subhanAllah, the Prophet wasallam. this man, he knew everything. Uh, because from my Jahiliya, I can report that you can indeed get a woman to uh i'm gonna use the term get off obviously you guys can understand that as an orgasm but you can make a woman get off before you even penetrate before you do anything it's all about like the way you speak the way you interact with her the way you carry yourself and all these little things that like does it for her before you guys even get to the point where you are like that. And some of it is not even sexual. Some of it is not even sexual, but it still affects the woman in a sexual way. SubhanAllah. And the second thing that I can report from my Jahiliya is, uh, Gabriel, you said that women are multi-orgasmic, right? And most would say that men are not multi-orgasmic because we, we ejaculate one time and then eh, we have a refractory period. We have a period where it's like we have to kind of recover and then we can go back into it. But there's this thing known as a dry orgasm, which actually allows a man to be multi-orgasmic. Yes. Which we can, talk we can definitely that. talk about that in the, yes. <laughs> the next video. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Very good point. Yeah. Very yeah. Good Just point. FYI, yes. guys, a dry orgasm is not ejaculation. It is an orgasm. Right? You don't have to ejaculate to have an orgasm as a man. You think you do, but, you know. Right. That's a very good point. You we can't can ejaculate without having an orgasm, but you can't have an orgasm without ejaculation. Without ejaculation. Yes. Exactly. Facts. That's facts. facts. All right. Yeah. All Guys, right. if you so, made yeah, it this so. far, hashtag King Rami. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag so we, we... Shades of Halal. <laughs> So I guess we leave the the other stuff, especially the the topic of, of oral sex before. 
I mean, for, for next episode, inshallah, yeah. it's a very important topic. And, um, but just to recap, right? So towards the marriage night, during the marriage night, a man is the leader. I think uh, Fayad, you said it very well. The way Allah designed us, subhanAllah, just dude, understand how much sperm we produce, man, and how much that sperm works. It's a powerhouse. We are a powerhouse, man. A woman produces uh, or releases about one egg per month. One. A man releases millions of sperms. <laughs> so even the, the anatomy, it's like, as you said, we're leading forward. The woman receives. She's supporting. It's like if you have um, a sword, right? And you put the, the, the sword into the, the protection, right? It's like it's supposed to, right? So the sign like the, the male goes inside the woman. It's, there's a protection there. There's a, a backup, a cover, right? The woman always is of support, Right? But the man is, is the one who cuts. He's the leader. He's the one who pushes. SubhanAllah, you know, this, this just the anatomy of that refutes feminist ideology. And, you know, sadly, the sisters who are falling for this ideology. But yeah, the man is the leader. He needs to take it. So he's got to pace himself, okay, for his own benefit and for the benefit of his wife, inshallah. Uh, he has to use all kinds of techniques as per the Prophet talking, kissing, stimulating, and so on. And as... Rami rightly said, like you, if you, and you should, like I have this theory, it's like there's a ratio of two to one is like the bottom, like that should be your, your least, bare minimum. but it should be, it should bare minimum, but it should be three to one. So what's that three to one means? It means she has three or two orgasms before you have one. Okay. That should be like you're giving, you should never be one to one. Men should never, if you're a provider. One, the girl didn't even come yet. Yeah, that's another issue we're going to talk about. Females not having orgasm at all. And it's a big problem, bro. And they fake it because they don't want to hurt the guy. And uh, the guy thinks he's, you know, he's good and whatnot. It's big, big problems. But it should be two to one or three to one. And indeed, at least one or two should be before penetrating, as Rami said, right? Because then it also removes the pressure from the guy. And it stops him from having this premature and it kind of removes the pressure of what's called performance anxiety, which can make a man go down, okay? Which is, yeah, it is in the mind. So once you've scored once, twice, then you're men, okay? And your woman is going to let you know that this is, you know, guys ask sometimes, how do I know if my girl has an orgasm? So you will know, man. <laughs> you, you will know, bro. She, she will tell you, or if she not tell, your body will tell you. We can get into that uh -huh. in some of the signs, okay? And how you can make uh -huh. the distinction between a fake one and a real one. Okay, because and we'll talk about the psychology behind that, right? So, yes, I believe that can lead will lead us, inshallah, to actual. Yeah, so we'll talk about oral sex and then intercourse, inshallah, and some techniques. And yeah, inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. This, then this video, we're going to talk about maintenance as well. Yeah, this video has been literally foreplay for the viewers. Because, <laughs> like, look, look at how Gabriel left it off, he was just about to go into. Uh, handies, blowies, and I, I know I use like the most nastiest terms. I'm sorry, but I'm still a jahid. I've heard uh, worse. Yes, I have too. I'm trying to be very generous here and modest. But um, <laughs> look, 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 look. Gabriel is leaving on such a high note. He's leaving everybody high and dry. Just like, just Blue pretty bones. much he's, he's leaving everybody moist. 
Inshallah, they can go to their wives, inshallah, and uh, women can go to their husbands. As for, as for the ones who are not married, as we gave the uh, disclaimer before, don't watch this if you're not, you know, because we don't want yeah. to cause Guys, don't, for don't dislike this video just because you have some projection or cognitive bias against, you know, pleasing your woman or anything like that. Just remember, you disliking this video, you trying to, you know, spread hate. Less people are going to have proper intimacy. The ummah will, you know, lack proliferation. And then come on, you know, don't you want to be a part like this video, comment the video, help the algorithm. Do you not want to be a part of, you know, sharing these blessings, sharing these barakah, helping more people, you know, that, like, bro, every time somebody does intimacy properly because of this video, it's ajir. It's first ajir. and foremost, it's from Allah, but this video is the barakah, like we're going to get the blessing. So why not be a part of this? Yes. Very well put. Alhamdulillah. All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah, subhanAllah, bro. I think if, this if was I'm a lot not. of foreplay. I think I think they're ready for next episode. Once it comes out, stay tuned. In the meantime, comment down below any specific questions you have. Once again, we will not go too much into fatwas. Um, it'll just be anecdotal experience. Um, you know, we're not gonna say anything haram for sure. Um, inshallah. But if you guys have any questions, like Brother Gabriel said, we will talk a little bit about oral sex, a uh, little more about other things to get off. And as Anil said, then we're gonna go more into intimacy. After that, inshallah, talk about how to maintain that, maintain your marriage, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Frequency of the orgasm, frequency of how many times you should be doing it per week or per month, um, menstruation during Ramadan, inshallah. Polygyny. Polygyny, for sure. I, uh, All right, guys. Rami, end it off, bro. Anybody, uh, if, if anyone dislikes this video, their sex life must suck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree with us on any of this and like i wish you the best may allah guide put him you. on the spot <laughs> y'all heard it first from the king of intimacy to that list we're also going to talk about you know protection and all that yeah. um, inshallah all right bro End it off. Inshallah. All right. To all the and, and my bad hold up uh, i mean to cut you off we'll, we'll speak about positions too right Yes, of course. There, there's Ma some hadith about that as well. Positions, yes. locations. MashaAllah. You know? All I, right. Bro, I have my parents what about watching, the, uh, family watching this. This is uh, definitely something. Get what? Uh, what about the, uh, the the different, like, rhythms? Yeah. Like the, we, the uh, stroke patterns. Sure, can. Uh, as I said, subhanAllah, one mm -hmm. of the sisters sent the message, and then a lot of people commented. Usually, I try to post these questions without this... Uh, without the name just to see what's the reaction of people and they're asking about the whole 50 shades of gray that uh, you know the book and the movie because mm -hmm. i have a history about that as well what happened in our community at that time when the book came out how the sisters reacted there was a huge problem man there was big big marital issues you know that that book caused because the women were going crazy over that book the muslim women so we'll discuss that yeah stuff for a lot man all of you all right. Inshallah, sounds good. If there are no more suggestions, then uh, this is your cue, viewers. If you guys have suggestions, comment it down below and also mm -hmm. comment down your, any questions and any opinions, any thoughts you may have. If you're looking to support us, then check out our Patreon, Inshallah, sure. with the lowest tier being $5. And with that being said, Jazakumullah Khairan for watching and Jazakumullah Khair to Brother Gabriel for joining us again Arakum for another episode. Oh, hold up. Pause, 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 pause. I just remember what I was going to say. Yeah, Gabriel, we definitely need to talk about that because there's a lot of people, or I should say there's a lot of guys out there who they don't know how to make love. 
And I'll be honest, I don't think I know how to make love. You know, I think every single guy has like this innate uh, feeling of like jackhammering. And a girl sometimes will say like, oh, I want to make love. And we're just like, uh, okay, so uh, let me let me put the speed setting on slow. Mm-hmm. We'll go into it. We'll go into the know. cycle too. Yeah, inshallah. So, yeah, because I feel good like one. women prefer one. different things based on different times of the month. Yep. It's a good one. That's a really good one. So make sure, Angel, that's, yeah, let's make sure. You I know, bro. Take notes, time. bro. The second king of uh, the prince of intimacy on her. Mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. Remember, <laughs> comment, like really helps the algorithm because, you know, YouTube doesn't yes. like real content like this, right? So it is what it is, but we have the army, so we're ready. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah. Right. Inshallah. 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 Inshallah.